Okay, welcome back to the All People's Equipping Podcast. We are back with some of the team members and leaders from All People's Minneapolis, St. Paul, as we are talking about the launch of this new church and the state of Minnesota, which is so exciting. So hi again, James and Aaron. Say hi to everyone. Everyone. It's good to be with you. Okay, so in this episode, we are actually going to be getting into the brass tacks of what is it like to move somewhere and plan a church. We're going to start with testimonies. So these guys have been in uh, Minnesota for how long now, James? When did you move from San Diego? Moved in June, so about four months. Great. So you're veterans at this point because the Bible says don't wait four months until the harvest. So uh, you you know exactly what's going on now. Just kidding. No, but you have right. done a good job. So with with this uh, four-month uh, on-ramp that you have, what testimonies have you seen already? Where have you seen God at work? Each day is new, and it's not like we're part of a well-established church with a church calendar and a Sunday gathering right off the bat. So a lot of it you're making up as you go. And I think Aaron touched on this last time in the last episode, but just so important to get out of your house and hit the streets. So uh, obviously we have our prayer strategies. We're praying through our prayer lists. Uh, I've got a neighborhood prayer sheet and praying over our neighbors, uh, but then getting out onto the streets. So I do discipleship uh, on the streets quite a bit. And one day I was out and about with Ivan and Marwan, two of our teammates, and I was sharing with them about my heart to really in, meet young adults and connect with young adults. And Ivan started praying for it, like right there on the spot, which I just love about him. He's like, well, Lord, we just pray that you'd show us where the young adults are. And out of the corner of my eye, I see the uh, girl inside this, this uh, restaurant with a sweater, their sweatshirt that says Jesus on it. I just see Jesus somewhere on her sweatshirt. So I said, hey, I think we need to pop in here. So we pop in there and I just awkwardly introduced myself and said, hey, we're planting a church and we really want to connect with young adults. And she's like, that's great. She's like, I, 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 I'd love to help you. How can I help you? And I was like, well, you love Jesus. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I love Jesus. And I'm like, are you put into a church? She's like, well, I attend online to this big church. And I'm like, she's like, but I know so many young adults that are like looking for community. And I'm like, that's amazing. And I asked her, where do you live? And she's like, St. Louis Park, and which is the same neighborhood that Katie and I live in. And so she ends up being neighbors of ours. And we were probably 25 minutes outside of that area. And, and so Katie had started to meet with her and is going to start discipling her. And she was just right off the bat, just a person of peace that came and we're still seeing where that might lead us. But clearly the Lord works as we hit the streets and we're listening for the voice of God. That's awesome. I was at a bookstore a couple months ago and I got this bookmark. I keep it in my wallet. It says this, life is a trip, right? You just need to know where to look. And uh, that's good. You know, people are God's treasure and the Holy Spirit was showing you someone. So this is just, this is yeah. what we do in church planning listeners. Like it literally gets down to this. You are walking down the street yeah. and you are just listening to the Lord and saying, God, who do I talk to? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I just want to be a part of what you're doing in this city. Like yep. I don't have to make something happen. I know you're at work, but you've got to show me where. And, yep. and then God highlighted this girl for you. And she's already meeting with your wife, which that's just a home yeah. run and, yeah. and any kind of yeah. discipleship or church planning story. And that could be done anywhere in the world, right? That could yeah. be done in places where, you know, being over like missionary pastor isn't even acceptable. Like you can do that anywhere. Right. And, right. and so that's such a great story. Okay. What else guys? What, what else? Yeah. I'd love to share one more and then I want to have, I want to have Aaron share a couple of specific ones, but we've been doing regular Monday night pickleball nights where our team and guests just come. We just invite people. It's an easy way to do community. 
play a sport, whether or not you're there for anything church related and, and then go deeper. And out there at the courts, we met this man named Nathaniel and he's Vietnamese and he's probably in his fifties. And we played with him for a couple hours, pick a ball. He was very good. He was an instructor at, and he was teaching us a few things. But then afterwards, our team totally unprompted by me was at a picnic table, sitting down and talking to him. And I started approaching the picnic table and somebody signaled to me, like, just be, be careful, like, or not be careful, but like be sensitive, I should say, because all of a sudden I, I realized, oh, he's crying right now. And he was sharing his life testimony and about him losing his wife and a daughter in a, in a drunk driving car accident, a drunk driver. And he just poured out his heart to our team and our team got to pray for him and invited him to church who, and he's planning on coming this, this Sunday. And so just a, an incredible divine opportunity and moment for us that our team really capitalized on. And uh, again, it was just being sensitive to the moment and aware of those opportunities of the people right around, around us and right in front of us. First of all, Monday night pickleball night. How fun is that? Everyone should be a church planner. And then the Lord's totally touching someone. This is another great thing we do in church planning is you just have to go out and meet people. Like, yeah. and it's one thing to be led by the spirit and go walk around. That's very essential. But then there's other times where we just figure out, okay, what do people like to do around here? How could we get in their world? Yeah. And as yeah. you're doing that, how does it work? Great story. Aaron, what you got? Yeah, two quick stories. One uh, is from our street that we live on. We passed out these cards, basically welcoming ourselves to the neighborhood. We wanted to let people know that we were new on the block. And so we said, we are your new neighbors. And this is our phone number. And this is our address. And we, we believe in loving our, our city well. And we believe that starts with loving our street well. So we got to have conversations with a number of people. But okay, there was Aaron, one girl. Let me stop you there. So now some people would say that's a little too forward. That's a little awkward. Yeah. What would you, what would you say to that? I would say that multiple people thanked us for doing it and wish more people would do it. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. It was so fun. They said, man, I don't even know who lives on the street anymore. Thanks for the car. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Well done. And, uh, one fun story is that a, a 20 late 20 something girl named Alyssa, she got the card. We didn't actually meet her, but we left it on her outside of her mailbox on a little clip and. She texted me and she said, hey, I'm looking for young adults and community. And we said, okay, great. I happened to run into her that afternoon. I, I said, hey, are you Alyssa? And she goes, yeah. She thought I was somebody from her, her property management for her rental, I think. And I said, it's me, the mayor and the guy you texted. And she goes, oh, okay, cool. And she came the next night to our small group and th that weekend to a social event that we had and then came back to our life group the week after and was very thankful for community and even said in the middle of the circle with a bunch of other people, she had no idea who they were and had never met. She said, it's really interesting that I'm here tonight because I was wanting community. And there she was eight doors down from her home uh, in our backyard and then saying this to a bunch of strangers that she had just met. So testimony of how God can use a simple invitation that we didn't even have a conversation with. And she reached out. Um, another quick story is from my workplace. I work as a nurse at a surgery center and my preceptor or my trainer who was with me for the first couple of weeks of orientation probably just was so sick and tired of hearing me tell everyone else why I had moved from San Diego to Minneapolis, Minnesota. So she heard the story of the church plant, I mean, probably 35, 40 times as she was with me the first couple of weeks. And it definitely grew on her because she started to ask more questions and we eventually talked about it. And she was in between a couple of different churches and was not plugged in and, and locked in to a church community. And, and she said, okay, I'll, I'll come check it out. And, and she came to a life group. She came to a couple of 
uh, other gatherings. And, and then we, we encouraged her to jump in with both feet. And the other day it was like, we were going on a first date. It was so awkward. And she was like, ah, so I think I'm in, I think I'm in. And it was so fun to hear that from her and, and to know that God's moving just by, just by talking about what we were up to in the twin cities at my job. So yeah, the, the lessons learned is just be bold and, and talk about it a lot because the more you talk about it, the more people will hear it. Well done, Aaron. I think James wants to uh, chime in and say one more thing on this. Yeah, I just want to break on Aaron and Audrey. Um, they've been just phenomenal uh, with e relational evangelism. Uh, mm -hmm. Audrey had it on her heart to make friends. And so she employed the strategy of something called Bumble BFF, which Bumble is typically a dating app, but then they have a BFF app for friendship. And uh, she has met numerous girls through that, uh, that she has had coffee with and has built friendships with, and that have started coming to our events and our church life groups, Sunday gatherings. And, um, and then one day she was out with Katie uh, for discipleship, having coffee and they're in line and Audrey's talking about just really wanting to build authentic, real relationships and not the superficial kind. And this girl was behind her in line and she said, can I just interrupt you? She's like, I want that. She's like, can we be friends? And Audrey has befriended her since then. She and her, her boyfriend, you know, they live together. They're not believers, but they came out to one of our social events and there's been subsequent connections since then. And they just love the community that they're seeing and they're drawn to love. They're drawn to the love that exists here in this place. And it starts with obviously with Jesus. And so we're, we're seeing uh, just great fruit from this relational evangelism from inviting neighbors to meeting strangers on Bumble BFF. Oh my goodness. That is an awesome story. You guys have gotten very creative with your strategies. Way to go. Okay. So has there been any challenges? No. None. <laughs> no. So what about stuff. spiritual warfare, James? Yeah. I know that we're yeah, yeah, yeah. the gospel. We're trying to plant a church. Obviously the powers of hell and darkness don't want that to happen. How have you addressed that? Yeah. Some of it we came in prepared for and some of it we weren't fully prepared for. And it hits you like from behind and you're like, oh, I should have seen that coming. And one of the things our team was experiencing corporately, uh, was being easily offendable with one another. And we were really experiencing this just among our team. And all of a sudden it dawned on us, Katie and I were just scratching our heads one night and we're like, this is such a principality over the city, the spirit of offense in Minneapolis. And we are just falling for it. And the devil decided to eat our lunch. And, and so we, when we named it, we had to sit down as a team and we just, we just called it out and said, Hey guys, this is something we've been partnering with and we need to repent like corporately as a team. And our team repented. There was tears. There was apologies being made. And it was a really sweet moment and a, a big turning point in our team. So I think that's very real that you're going to run into things that are strongholds in the territory that you plan on taking. And then they start manifesting itself in relational ways within yourself, within your team. Great explanation. So we've talked about what God's doing. Obviously there's going to be warfare and pushback. We probably need to do a whole episode on that. Now I just want to, in terms of your own team, how have you guys managed your time? I mean, you, you show up somewhere. What's it like first day, first week, first month, what have been some of the benchmarks as a team you've had to go through just in the initial church planning process? And we'll end here. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely uh, is a work in progress. You, you hear the saying, it's like building an airplane mid-flight. You're in the air and you're trying to assemble this as you're going and you're learning each week. And so I think one of the best things we did 
Katie and I sat down prior to launching and saying, here is your one page roles and goals, roles and responsibilities. These are the things I want you to be focusing on in terms of outreach and discipleship, life group. Here's the things that we're going to be expecting you to be a part of each week. So some of that's a team huddle, some of that's being part of a life group. And, and then also just in each person's sphere, identifying two to three ponds, as we call them, places where they're going to be fishing on a regular basis. Uh, could be a coffee shop, could be a restaurant, could be a park, uh, could be something. And, and so each teammate had an individual crafted for them and for their unique situation, a roles and responsibilities, which I think, I think really helped. Uh, and I, I, we revisited that and go, have gone back to that. So people are like, um, I'm not sure what to do next. I said, okay, let's, let's look at this again. And are you running the play? Are you doing the basics? Are you meeting new people? Are you inviting them into your home for a meal? Are you frequenting your ponds? Are you and, and so on and so forth. And so that really helped, especially with bivocational individuals. The benefit of bivocational individuals is they have a job, uh, that for the most part they're working during the day. So they know that that's kind of a, a, a big priority, something to steward. And then they have to do the things like grocery shopping and setting up their utilities and all of that. And so we've tried to make it really clear and simple that there's about three, four things a week that they are going to be a part of and engaged in church related. And it's, it's seemed to be a good balance so far. Aaron might have uh, something to add or uh, correct there. Aaron, anything to add? Yeah. The three to four weeks, three to four things a week. It's yeah, it's very manageable. I was about to say something goofy, but no, it's truly, it's just living life on purpose is what it is. So it's hosting people. It's getting to know, then stand in the same line at Trader Joe's. It's striking up a conversation at Guitar Center when you're getting microphones for your worship night. It's simple, simple stuff. And I've had a couple of moments leading up to this first couple of weeks that we've been really just moving and going as a church plant where I felt like, man, I'm just stuck at work. And I feel like I'm just here. And I like all these other people seem to have so much time. And then I looked around me and I said, well, also I have a captive audience of people who can hear about God's grace in my life over and over just by conversations, not, not uh, overtly spiritual conversations, but I can ask them how their weekend was and they can ask me how mine was. And I will naturally tell them about what we're up to. And so I've had my mindset being bivocational that it's not wasted all that time at my job. It's actually a place where people get to see me for who I am and see me as a regular person who's also living life on purpose and on mission with Jesus. So yeah, I would say that the rhythms that James and Katie have introduced have been very doable and very, very healthy to where we're seeing people, we're in community, we're in communication with people, but we also have good rhythms on our own that we've had to set up and we've had good things that myself and my wife have been able to do. And uh, just setting up life, like James said, getting to know, uh, like I said, where we, where we get our oil changed, where we get our tires rotated, where we pick up our groceries and, and where we do normal, natural rhythms of life. So it's been a good balance. And I, that as we, as we continue on, we'll, we'll see that there's benefit in, in having that balance that uh, James and Katie have helped deliver. So James, close us out here. If someone wants to learn about uh, your work in Minneapolis, how can they connect with you guys and connect with the church? That's great. Well, we'd love to connect with you. If you have a questions or interest in following us, obviously Instagram is our primary social platform that we're on and posting about our various events. Um, 
one of our strategies uh, the Lord gave us was also starting a WhatsApp community. And so we've about 50 people on WhatsApp that uh, we post things to, whether it's spontaneous, hey, we're going to a movie tonight or a game night at so-and-so's place uh, or prayer request, et cetera. Uh, so that's been a great net to cap capture people. Um, but please feel free to also reach out to me individually, James Racine at allpeopleswincities.org. Uh, I'd love to uh, connect with you if you are looking to church plant or have questions for us. We'd love to be a resource for you. We want to bless the body and uh, we know that it comes back around to us too. We've been supported by so many other people in ministry even since landing here. So let's help each other out. That's great, guys. I know this is going to be a great church in a great city. So keep up the good work and thank you for the interview. Welcome, Kendall. Thank you. Thank you.